When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump the me. Golly! Only tackle in the 40-yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast, brought to you by me, Matt Bruning. It is December 14th, Friday, and we have got a loaded podcast for you guys today. Uh, There's a little bit of news going on here, uh, not worthy of dropping uh, the drop, though. Uh, I'll touch on that here in just a minute, just about a player who's just been released. Uh, Some big injury news, but I will save that for when we get to breaking down the games. For the podcast today, we will start with previewing what happened in an epic game last night between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers, and then we will jump right into the Saturday and Sunday previews for all of the games this weekend. With it being week 15 now, we have uh, started week 15 last night. We are in the semifinals of most of our playoff matchups here. What I am going to do is not necessarily give you guys full breakdowns like I usually do, but I'm going to talk about people I would trust or who I would play. Um, at this point, most of us know, I mean, we're, we're probably likely all down to about four teams in every one of our leagues, you know who you're likely going to play and who you're not going to play. So I'm just going to kind of talk about those guys here. Um, obviously, there's going to be the obvious starts um, on every team. You know, just the New York Giants because that's got the big injury news. Saquon Barkley, you're starting Saquon. We know that. I will touch on that, uh, but there's obviously different players that I like more in certain matchups. So we'll get into that, but I'm not going to uh, go quite as deep as I usually do, you know, talking about... Uh, this they're ranked this against this defense and whatnot, uh, just based on the fact that it's not really needed at this point. We kind of know who everybody is and what your roster is looking like, but I still want to give you guys some some outside plays uh, that I think are going to have really good weeks this week, and you'll you'll see what I mean once we start getting into the breakdowns. 
So for the news really quick, uh, and it's not necessarily a really big fantasy related, um, unless you're, uh, you know, playing in IDP leagues. Uh, I don't own him in any IDP leagues, so I'm not sure how big of a deal it is, but the Jaguars are moving on from strong safety Barry Church, which I thought was a big deal, uh, as I do consider him one of the better uh, strong safeties in the league. So that was really all that the news is, though. Again, a lot of injury news coming out today, uh, but I'll address those when it comes to uh, the games. I don't want to talk about them here and be like, hey, this guy, this guy, and then when we get into the game, completely forget to talk about it or reiterate myself and bring all that stuff up again. So we will talk about that in the previews. The post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. So holy... Shit, what a game last night. I mean, I honestly, I picked the Chargers to win the game, as you guys all heard yesterday, but I was not expecting them to win it quite the way that they did. What an epic game last night, and what a huge game for the Chargers, as now, in a sense, they kind of control their own destiny for the playoffs. They could literally get uh, the one seed and the AFC West by just winning out and hoping that the Chiefs stumble somewhere. For the Chargers last night, again, they win 29-28 on a two-point conversion to end the game. Phillip Rivers has an awesome game here. 313 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He gets you 20.5 points in fantasy. Great day for Phillip Rivers, likely going to be a top finisher at the quarterback position this week. Justin Jackson, 58 yards on 16 carries with one touchdown. Didn't look horrible here. Uh, I liked the way he ran at times. Did average 3.6 yards carry, so a little bit below the league average. Added 27 yards in the air uh, to give you a total of 16 points in fantasy. So if you guys ended up starting him once the word came out that Melvin Gordon was out, you got rewarded But the big play here was Mike Williams, 33 points in fantasy and the reaction all over the world in people who were playing against him last night. And if by some unknown, stupid fucking reason, someone decided to put Mike Williams in their lineup against you, I pulled around the world, I pulled audio from multiple households as they looked at their fantasy scores, and um, this is pretty much, this pretty much here, right here, sums it up. Fuck me, fuck me in a fucking ass. Fuck you, you fucking stupid cunt. Monkey, fucking Fuck that. And, well, honestly, that was my reaction as well as uh, in one of my big money leagues. Someone decided to put Mike Williams in at the last second. And, uh, yeah, I'm not really that excited about the way I think the rest of my matchup is going to play out. But, again, he had a huge day here. A lot of that coming in the fact that Keenan Allen got knocked out of this game early, dealing with a hip injury um, literally did nothing so I'm sure that was the same reaction all the Keenan Allen owners were giving that were in the playoffs as a uh, likely this is the day that Keenan Allen would have had had he been in there because Philip Rivers was targeting him a lot until he went down he uh, made a really beautiful catch at least I thought was a touchdown catch in the side of the end zone there landing kind of on his hip and ass there uh, and looked like he injured his hip on that play came back out uh, did a couple plays and then p- took a knee and pretty much came out for the rest of the game. And it was all Mike Williams after that. Tyrell Williams also puts up 71 yards on six catches uh, to bring you a decent day in fantasy at 9.1. 
for the Kansas City Chiefs. So Patrick Mahomes does it yet again, looking awesome. 243 in the air, two touchdowns. I mean, some of the plays that he was making, and not even just the plays he was making, one of the touchdowns he threw was just phenomenal. But just 18 points in fantasy, obviously. If you were a Patrick Mahomes owner, you were hoping for better, but I don't think you can complain as uh, he has been just awesome all year long. The Williams brothers in the backfield get it done, both of them. So Damian Williams, 49 yards, two touchdowns on 10 carries and adds 74 yards in the air to get you 27.3 points. So again, if you started him in the spot of Spencer Ware going down, he came through for you. Daryl Williams, the rookie out of LSU, gets you 10 points in fantasy um, as he also has a great game. Not quite as great on the ground as Damian Williams, just 13 yards, but adds 19 yards and a touchdown in the air. Travis Kelsey dominated the receiving game uh, for them with 9.6 points. Not a great day, uh, but seven, 61 yards on seven catches. Tyree Kill comes up short in this one. Again, dealing with an injury. Uh, we talked about it. I didn't think that he... I actually thought he'd get around 13 points, and he came up even shorter than that. Just 46 yards on four catches to get you just six points in fantasy. A rough day uh, for Tyree Kill owners, but again... Not anything you can complain about, just like the people last week who who got might have gotten screwed by the Chargers players. You've been carried by them all year long. You cannot complain, in my opinion. Uh, and so that is really it for the game last night. Again, great game. Multiple players coming through for you. Tyree Kill being the only one that might have kind of screwed you in this one. But still a long weekend and a lot of football left to go. We eating all day, bro. <laughs> Alright, game preview time, and man, I am excited about this first one here. So the Cleveland Browns and the Denver Broncos. Uh, Denver being given the 77% chance to win this game, and they are 2.5 favorites for the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield, I think, is a play for me. Um, Denver, worst against the past here the last six weeks. Uh, have been horrible. Of course, a lot of that probably coinciding with the fact that Christopher Harris had... Been knocked out with the broken leg there. Uh, horrible news for him, obviously, as he's a great player. But the secondary has struggled against the pass. I think Baker and Jarvis, Antonio Callaway, David and Joku were all great plays this week. David and Joku, though he is still dealing with a knee injury and has struggled mightily here the past couple weeks. Still has a great matchup. I think he's going to get the ball. Same with Jarvis there on the outside. Not anybody really worthy of matching up with him. Antonio Callaway, while I don't think he has a huge game in catches-wise, I do think he's going to be able to score a long touchdown. Nick Chubb is by far the best play. And hear me out on this. I know Denver earlier in the season was a get-right defense for your running backs. You know, they if you saw Denver on the schedule, you were like, oh, here we go, because they were getting gashed by the run. The past six weeks, they have been one of the top five defenses against a run, allowing the fewest yards. Their top five fewest yards are allowed against a run, except 
for one thing that hurts them. They've been one of the biggest teams in stacking the box, which is six to eight defenders in the box to stop the run. Nick Chubb, the third best running back in all of the NFL against stacked boxes in yards after contact. Dude thrives in those runs. Why? Because when they start plugging up the holes, he keeps his feet moving, and once he breaks it, he can go. We've seen it multiple times this year with the huge runs. Those will contribute some into what this is going, what's going on here with the stat. Uh, so some people may say it's skewed, but I think Nick Chubb is going to have a huge game in this one. For the Denver Broncos, I don't think you can start Case Keenum. I know Denzel Ward is going to be out, which is some good news for the Broncos offense because he is a top. Uh, I was, I believe last I looked at Pro Football Focus ranks, he was in the top 10 against the pass. So is TJ Carey, who's getting very underrated here on this defense. Not a lot of people talking about just how good he has been for them. Him and Denzel Ward are in the top 10 against everything, and in, most, in some categories, top 5 against pass completions, passes deflected. He has been awesome all year. I think that that's going to hurt Case Keenum. I don't think he's going to be able to do much. Philip Lindsay, easy play for me. Browns have been getting killed against the run here the past couple weeks, and Philip Lindsay has been hella good all season long, obviously. He's an easy play for me. If I had to choose one of the wide receivers for Denver, I think it's going to have a good game. It's going to be Deshaun Hamilton. He is going to be in the slot. You guys know I love him. Uh, he's a pristine route runner. He's very good, very good hands. Uh, I think he's got the best matchup out of everybody. You don't want to go up against Terrence Mitchell, uh, like Cortland Sutton, and I think Tim Patrick will be. So for me, the only really play, the real plays on Denver are Philip Lindsay and Deshaun Hamilton. And of course, I'm taking my Brownies to win the game. I will be there in person at Mile High Stadium, and I cannot wait to watch the game and hope. Pray and hope that not only the Browns win as a chance to get into the playoffs, I know it's a slim chance, but still a chance to get in the playoffs, but that Nick Chubb and some of these other guys go off and help come through and help me win some leagues because I do own multiple ones in that game. Next, the other Saturday game, the Houston Texans and the New York Jets. Houston given the 69% chance to win the game and our seven-point favorites for the Texans. Kiki Kuti has already been ruled out. I think that hurts DeAndre Hopkins a little bit, but he's an obvious play. You've got to play him if you have him. So is Deshaun Watson, and so is probably Lamar Miller, just in the fact that you don't have anybody else better to play, but I don't love Lamar Miller in this matchup. For the Jets, Sam Darnold, steer clear from him. Isaiah Crowell is out. He was put on injured reserve. Trenton Cannon is questionable. That is huge news for Elijah McGuire. He is a start for me this week. I think he has low-end RB1 upside. And then, you know, high-end RB2 is, I think, his floor this week. Uh, Last week, he came in for Isaiah Crowell, had a great game. Houston is very good against the run. They're top five against the run all year, but he will be getting a ton of passes, especially if Trenton Cannon can't go or if he's limited due to the injury. Uh, Elijah McGuire was on the injury report earlier this week with an ankle injury, but he has been pulled off the report as of today. So he should be good to go, fully ready to go. I expect Elijah McGuire to have a huge game here and finish as a top 12 running back this week. And he is the only play for me. I don't think, uh, I believe Quincy Nunwa is questionable as well. Uh, likely not going to play. No, I'm sorry. He's actually been ruled out. I, I misread that. He has been ruled out with his ankle injury, so he is out for this game. 
with that being said, I think that helps Chris Herndon. I think he also uh, is a big play week, uh, big play this week at the tight end position. We have seen Sam Darnold likes to go to him. He was having a couple good weeks there before Darnold got hurt. Uh, so definitely a big play for me. Come, not necessarily going to be in the slot, but kind of right there on that part of the field. So with Anunua being out, I think that he is going to get a lot of run. I would like playing Chris Herndon this week. That is it for me on the New York Jets. And of course, I have the Texans winning this game. All right, on to Sunday's games. First up for them, we've got the Tennessee Titans and the New York Giants. New York being given the 58% chance to win this game. And they uh, Tennessee, though, is a one-point favorite. For Tennessee's side here, I don't think there's anybody you can play. I don't like Marcus Mariota this week against a very good Giants pass defense. Uh, Derrick Henry, I don't expect to do what he did last week. The Giants' rush defense is obviously not quite as good as their pass defense and can be had, but I just don't like the split between Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. I do think that both could be serviceable this week, but I wouldn't trust either one of them. Uh, And obviously the only wide receiver that's worth anything at the moment is Corey Davis, but I just don't see him doing anything here. Uh, So for Tennessee, I think the whole team is uh, just an avoid for me, really. For the New York Giants, Eli Manning is an obvious avoid for me as well. Saquon, easy start. Odell has been ruled out. He is out of this game with the quad injury yet again. I know, trust me, I own him in a lot of my leagues because I'm a huge Odell fan, but that is really going to screw a lot of people this week. So with him being out, obviously... I just don't know if you can trust Sterling Shepard. He really didn't do much of anything in last week. He really only saved you or made you look like you made a good decision because he scored the touchdown. I don't know if you can count on that again. Obviously, I don't think he's a horrible play. I just don't think that he's going to put up anything close to Odell's numbers. Uh, I actually think the play is going to be Evan Ingram. I like Evan Ingram in this matchup. Um, I think that he's going to be able to get better matchups and put up some points. I do think Logan Ryan will probably be put on Shepard there, if, if she, especially if Shepard is moved into the slot at times, which is what worries me about Shepard. So for me on the Giants, it's just Barkley, and it's just Evan Ingram. And then if you're feeling lucky, Sterling Shepard, but I would not expect him to do anything. And I have the New York Giants winning this game. Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Chicago being given the 62% chance to win the game, and they are 5.5 favorites. For Green Bay, uh, obviously with a multiple, a whole bunch of questions on their defense, I think this game could be more of a shootout than people are expecting. Aaron Rodgers is an easy play for me. I think he's going to finally, after the past couple of weeks of not necessarily having horrible weeks, but not finishing in those top five, top even ten quarterbacks that you'd expect him to. I think he's going to bounce back big this week. Devontae Adams is going to have a huge game here. Uh, Aaron Jones, I don't think he's going to go off here. Obviously, the Chicago Bears defense is uh, number one against the run right now. They have been awesome, and they're likely going to be able to shut Aaron Jones down some in this one, but Aaron Jones has been getting a lot of catches lately. That's where I think he's going to thrive this week and get most of his points. Aaron Jones is still a start for me, though I think he's going to end up finishing as more of a mid-tier RB2 than the RB1 that he has been since really kind of taking over the starting role. For me, uh, Jimmy Graham... 
questionable. I wouldn't trust him. Obviously, if you've wasted a high pick on him in a draft, chances are you've got to use him. Uh, but I would do everything I could to find the Chris Herndon type like I was talking about earlier uh, and playing them over Jimmy Graham. Randall Cobb, I think, is a sneaky play this week. He will have a very good matchup in the slot. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has not been able to get any kind of rapport going with these rookie wide receivers. They've been struggling, especially since Marquez Valdez-Scantling kind of fell off a cliff, and they're not going to be able to go to Devontae Adams on every play. Um, While I do think Adams still has a good game, I do think Aaron Rodgers is going to start to lean on another wide receiver, and I think it's going to be Randall Cobb. I really do think he's going to have a huge game here. Of course, he's going to have to play as he was added to the injury report and was put as questionable for the game Sunday, so that could limit his upside, obviously, if he doesn't play. But I think if Randall Cobb is in and plays, huge game this week. Start him in DFS as likely nobody is. If you've got him on your bench uh, and yeah, you're worried about maybe he had Odell and you've got Randall Cobb on your bench, if you don't have... You know, there's obviously some options that could be better, but I do think Randall Cobb is a worthy start this week. For the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky. I like him. I think he's a good start this week. I do think he's going to return to getting some more rushing yards this week. Didn't get a lot, obviously, against the Rams last week. But the shoulder injury, they're saying, still bothering him a little bit here. So I don't expect him to throw the ball all over the field. Uh, But that's fine because he puts up the points with his legs as he has been. I do expect him to have a great week here. Not expecting a lot out of Jordan Howard in this one. Uh, while the Packers' defense isn't great against the run, I do think Tariq Cohen kind of comes back and reestablishes himself as a that really explosive back like he was a couple weeks ago was not used much in the Rams game. I think this is more a Tariq Cohen game, as I do think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring than people expect it to be. For the wide receivers, I like Allen Robinson in this one, and then that's really it. Trey Burton. Burton? I think is actually going to have a good game as well, but I would steer clear of Taylor Gabriel and Anthony Miller. And I, as much as I really want to take the Packers in this one, I'm going to take the Chicago Bears. Next up, a game that does not have really anybody worthy of fantasy, or no nobody really fantasy relevant, the Detroit Lions and the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo being given the 55% chance to win this game, and they are 2.5 favorites for the Lions. Matthew Stafford has now been put on the list at, uh, put on the injury list as questionable with a back issue. If Stafford's out, there is not a single lion I would trust playing in this game. In all honesty, there's not a lion I would trust anyways. Uh, Theo Riddick, uh, I just don't. Uh, Theo Riddick, Legarrette Blunt, I can't trust either one of them. Carry on Johnson out. Kenny G is a very talented wide receiver, but when he is the only wide receiver on the field, he gets covered up. He's going up against possibly the best cornerback in the league in Tredavious White, so I don't expect him to do much of anything. So in all honesty, I would steer clear of every single Detroit line in fantasy if possible. For the Buffalo Bills, it's a lot of the same thing, really, and that's just more because they don't have the talent. The only player I think worthy of starting is Josh Allen. I do expect him to be able, same thing like Mitch Trubisky, put up a fair amount of rushing yards to make your fantasy day, especially if he scores a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Uh, he's really going to come through for you. I like Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen in this matchup. I think he's going to have a good day, but then that's it for me. I just can't trust anybody else here on Buffalo. Uh, you know, no Shady, no, no Chris ivory you know robert foster has been made somewhat fantasy relevant by 
Josh Allen here in the past couple weeks, but I just cannot trust him. I know he's had two good weeks so far. Um, you know, if you guys want to plug him in your lineup as a high upside play, best of luck to you. I'll pray for you and hope he turns it around for you or hope put out a good performance for you. But other than Josh Allen for me, there's nobody there. Next up, oh, I have the Bills winning the game. Next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Baltimore Ravens. For ta- uh, Baltimore being given the 69% chance to win the game, uh, and they are 7.5 favorites. For Tampa Bay, I'm not trusting Jameis in this one. Uh, we saw what the Baltimore Ravens defense did to Patrick Mahomes last week, and while they didn't completely shut him down, they did for uh, most of the game. Uh, I expect them to be able to do that to Jameis, and I expect they uh, they're going to cause Jameis to commit multiple turnovers in this one. So steer clear of Jameis if possible. Uh, I would not trust Peyton Barber. Ronald Jones is obviously a nobody anymore. Uh, Peyton Barber going up against a very good rush defense. I can't imagine he does anything for you. For the wide receivers, I think it's much of the same thing. I think you've kind of got to avoid all these guys. If you have Mike Evans, you're playing him. If you have Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys, I would do everything I could to find a replacement. I don't think either one of these guys does anything against this vaunted Baltimore defense. And then Cameron Brait, I do think, is a worthy start at tight end. While he may not get you a ton of points, he likely will score if they get down in the red zone. He is by far Jameis Winston's favorite target when they get down there. For the Baltimore Ravens, so John Harbaugh came out earlier this week and uh, told us that Lamar Jackson will be the starting quarterback. I do expect him to finish out the year as the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens unless he gets injured, which is possible. He did get dinged up a little bit last week, Uh, but they did talk about putting packages in for Joe Flacco. I don't know what that's going to do or if they actually use them. I I mean, obviously, if they put those in, then there's a good chance that John Brown or Michael Crabtree will be able to do something. But as long as Lamar Jackson is the starter, I just can't trust either one of those guys uh, as he has just not proven that he can throw the ball effectively just yet. Uh, So avoid those two for the running backs. Gus the Bus dealing with a little bit of an injury here. But much like last week, he should be good to go, and I expect him to put up a decent game here. But I do think Kenneth Dixon is going to cut into his workload a little bit. Yet, if I had to choose out of the two, I'm still going to take Gus Edwards just because he's proven it over the past couple weeks. Um, I need to see a little bit more out of Kenneth Dixon. As good as he looked, I would not trust playing him this week. Uh, and I do, unfortunately, have the Baltimore Ravens winning this game because I do need them to lose two games here uh, so the Browns can make the playoffs. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals and the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta being given the 89% chance to win this game, and they are 9.5 favorites. For the Cardinals, it's very simple. David Johnson is the only one worthy of starting, and I don't even know if he's trustworthy, but he's worthy, I guess, so put him in there. I think he's going to be able to put up some numbers. Obviously, Atlanta being gashed by the by the run all year long, um, but David Johnson has struggled a little bit here in the second half. Maybe it's the offensive line. Maybe it's the play calling. Who knows? All we know is that David Johnson has not been good, but I do expect him to put up a double-digit point week this week, getting you at about 11 points, especially if he scores. If he doesn't score, you're in, you're in a world of hurt, I think, uh, in this one. But he's the only one. I would not trust uh, Larry. Well, ah, taint that back. I would start Larry the legend here as a flex play or a wide receiver three, but nothing more than that. Josh Rosen, easy sit. 
for the Atlanta Falcons, I think you start your Falcons. Uh, Matt Ryan, easy start. Uh, would not start Tevin Coleman or Ito Smith unless absolutely necessary. Both of them has struggled. Ito Smith has been getting more snaps, more snaps, more snaps, uh, but not doing much more with them than Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman has looked just god awful here the past couple weeks. If you can, I would put both of them on your bench if possible. If I had to choose one or the other, I'm going Ito. For the wide receivers here, so Julio you have to play in a redraft league just in the fact that I do, really I think you've got to play Julio in any leagues. If you Even if you have him in a dynasty league, chances are you've built around him. You don't have you know multiple tier one wide receivers. If you do, I do think that if you sit Julio Jones, it's not necessarily a bad thing. What I mean more is don't play him in DFS because I don't think he has a huge game here. He will likely be matched up against Patrick Peterson. There is talk that they're going to travel Patrick Peterson with Julio Jones. Patrick Peterson, a top cornerback in the league. While I don't think he shuts down Julio completely, I don't think Julio scores, and I don't think Julio goes over even 60 yards in this one. But I do think that that opens up the field for uh, Calvin Ridley and Muhammad Sanu. I think both of them could have good games here. I like Calvin more than Muhammad Sanu. Uh, so, you know, if you have a share of Calvin Ridley and you got an open flex spot or maybe a wide receiver two spot, because, again, Odell ruled out, I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a huge game for the Falcons here. And then Austin Hooper has been ruled out as well for the Falcons, so there is no tight end that I trust going in this game. But I do have the Atlanta Falcons winning the game. Next up, the Oakland Raiders and the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati, the 68% favorite to win this game, and they are being given three points. So for the Raiders, I don't think Derek Carr is a bad start here. Uh, obviously, I don't expect him to do uh, exactly what he's been doing the past couple weeks. Chances are you don't even own him anymore if you did and you were holding on to him all year. Bravo to you. Uh, but I do think he has a chance to finish as a high upside QB2 going up against a very poor Bengals defense. But where do the Bengals struggle the most? It's against the run. God, I hate to say this, but Doug Martin, I think, could be a sneaky flex play this week or a uh, sneaky RB2 play. I do think that, again, with as bad as Cincinnati's defense is, that Doug Martin's going to be able to get stuff going a little bit here and put up some points. At wide receiver, there is nobody here I trust. Love Jordy, uh, but just don't see him getting done. Love what Marcel Aitman's been doing, but I don't see him getting it done either. And obviously, just I personally cannot trust Seth Roberts. I do think Jared Cook is an is not an okay. He's a good play at tight end. Uh, you should be good to go with him. Now, for the Bengals, Jeff Driscoll starting at quarterback yet again as uh, Andy Dalton is out for the season. I'm not expecting these pass catchers to do much of anything. I do like Tyler Boyd this week. I think he can put up some numbers. And Joe Mixon, those are the only two I'm trusting from Seattle. Or, my goodness, from Seattle. From Cincinnati, I do think that uh, if you end up playing both of them, whether it's in DFS or in regular season, I think you'll be fine. As uh, I think you kind of affect both game flows there. If if they get behind, they're going to be going to Tyler Boyd often. If they get up, they're going to be running Joe Mixon often. So you're going to get the best of both worlds if you have them both or if you play them both. Those are the only two players for the Bengals, though, I think are worth playing. Uh, and I do actually have the Raiders winning the game. All right, next up, the Miami Dolphins and the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota, the 82% chance to win the game, and they are being given 7.5 points for Miami. Kenyon Drake is it. That is all I trust, and 
It's even hard for me to trust him because really he only came through because of the broken play at the end of the game last week. Uh, but Minnesota, you know, I, I do think this is going to be somewhat of a high-scoring game. Both ga- both teams still in the playoffs. Minnesota needing the win. Uh, I wouldn't say more than Miami, but they probably feel they need it more than Miami. Uh, so I expect both teams to be able to put up points here. Uh, I just like Kenyon Drake to be able to do it in the rushing game and the receiving game against Minnesota. I would not necessarily recommend point chasing with Kenny Stills, uh, but he's the only wide receiver I would even think about putting in my lineup, uh, but I would think very long and hard about that and then possibly question my life decisions and the fact that my lineup decisions have come down to playing Kenny Stills in it, uh, but it, I, I, he's the only one I can trust, and that's just based on uh, he has by far been the most explosive and best option for them in the wide receiver game all year long, but I just don't think you can trust him. For the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, I think he bounces back this week. I like him. Uh, Miami's defense, good, not great. Uh, Xavier Howard, I believe, has a chance to miss this game. Uh, he is doubtful, which I think is huge news because it likely been would have been matched up on Adam Thielen, which is why I think Adam Thielen has a bounce-back game as well here. I like both of them. Stephon Diggs, I think, is going to be good in this game as well. And Dalvin Cook is the big play for me with the Minnesota Vikings. Again, they let go of uh, DeFilippo earlier this week. They let Kevin, I don't know how to say his last name, uh, but he was the quarterback's coach for them, talked about how they want to get more balance, which means more running the balls. They were too pass-heavy is the way that uh, head coach Mike Zimmer put it, so I do think they're going to lean on Dalvin early and often in this game. He'll be good to go. I love Dalvin Cook in this matchup. Uh, And Kyle Rudolph, I'm not feeling this week, uh, has looked obviously kind of slow and methodical most of the season. Uh, I don't like the matchup he's got with Mika Fitzpatrick here, uh, so I would avoid Kyle Rudolph if possible in this game. I've got the Miami, I'm sorry, I've got the Minnesota Vikings winning this one. Next up, we've got the Washington Redskins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville being given the 68% chance to win this game, and they are being given 7.5 points. For Washington, there is no one I would start. Uh, I mean, I've I've been thinking about it long and hard, and I just can't fathom a reason to start anybody. Uh, You know, Adrian Peterson, I just don't think he does anything in this matchup. Josh Johnson, maybe, I guess, if you're desperate at quarterback or 2QB league. He was awesome last week. Uh, I think he can provide some kind of spark here, uh, possibly to Josh Doxson. But, I mean, I I just can't do it. Can't start any of them. I'm sorry. Uh, You know, if you're going to lean on Adrian Peterson, best of luck to you. If you're going to lean on Josh Doxson, best of luck to you. Uh, Vernon Davis will be in at tight end with Jordan Reed out. He might be a worthy start just based on the fact of how um, weak the tight end position is. For Jacksonville, same thing. I just don't know how you can start any of these guys. Cody Kessler in at quarterback, I think, helps D.D. Westbrook. We've talked about that before. D.D. had a huge game the other week, like we called. Uh, He's the only one I like. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Ah, take that back. I forgot about how bad Washington's defense is against the run. Start Fournette. Fournette should come through for you big in this one. I like Leonard a lot. Other than him, though, and D.D. Westbrook, that's it for me. I cannot start any of these guys uh, at all. And uh, uh, who am I going to pick? Who am I going to pick? Who am I going to pick? Give me the Redskins. Uh, give me the Redskins to win this one. Come through big, uh, beating Jacksonville. Uh, you know, Josh 
Johnson just balling out in his return to the NFL. I like it. Give me the Washington Redskins. Next up, a really good game here. The Dallas Cowboys in the Indianapolis Colts. So, Indy being given the 60% chance to win this game and being given 3.5 points for the Cowboys. I think it's all Amari and Zeke. That's it. They are literally the entire offense. If you're playing it in DFS, you could stack those two, and you know that you're likely getting every single touchdown that's going to be scored by the Dallas Cowboys by one of those two players. Um, I don't think Amari goes off in this game, but I do think he has himself a good game. Uh, Obviously, I'm not expecting another 44 or whatever it was, 47 outing out of him, but I do think he gets you about 12-13 this week. Zeke, I do think, has a huge game this week. As good as Indy is, they're not great against to run, though they have been improving over the past couple weeks, Uh, but I expect Dallas to continue to feed Zeke the ball in this game. I have him as my number one ranked running back this week. Huge game coming for Zeke this week. I'm trying to think if I really want to trust trust uh, Jarwin or Swain. I can't do it. It's just it for me. Dak, if you're desperate, uh, but I don't think he puts up anything close to what he did last week. For the Colts, Andrew Luck, obviously, easy play. Need to watch T.Y. Hilton in this one. So T.Y. Uh, was added to the list earlier today, questionable. He also did not practice today, uh, Friday, which is bad news. Usually if a player does not practice on Fridays, they do not play in the game. Now, I don't believe t- T.Y. played uh, practice last Friday, but he did play, and then obviously almost put up 200 yards. So, uh, you know, just watch it carefully. If he's in, I think he's uh, a playable player this week. However... Dallas, secondary, Byron Jones, great. So be careful. Chidobia Woozy, great. T.Y., not going to have quite the game that he had last week, but he's still worthy of starting. Eric Ebron, obviously get him in your lineups. If you're even thinking about sitting Ebron, you're fucking stupid. Don't do it. Ebron has been awesome all season long, but that's it for me. I don't... You know, they've just got so many other extra guys. Chester Rogers, Pascal. I just can't trust any of them to do anything here. So, T.Y., Ebron, Luck. For the running backs, and it's it's hard to say. Um, I honestly would not trust any of them. If you had to play one, I think it's got to be Marlon Mack. As much as I dislike the guy and hate him, uh, he has been the most inconsistently consistent player, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but he's going to get you probably has the highest upside and highest floor as well compared to Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. Uh, but I would do everything I could to avoid having Mack in my lineup. Uh, I just don't trust him against these linebackers in this defensive line for the Cowboys that is been so good Uh, and I'm taking the Cowboys with the upset here I think that they're gonna get the win against the Indianapolis Colts next up going into the afternoon games the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers so Seattle is given a 65% chance to win this game and they are being given 3.5 points Russell Wilson, easy start for me. Chris Carson, easy start for me, especially because Rashad Penny was just ruled out. I don't like Mike Davis as a backup. Um, I don't even remember who their other dude is, and it don't matter because Chris Carson has been awesome for a seventh-round pick to continue doing what he's doing good on him. Easy play for me. Tyler Lockett as well. Doug Baldwin listed as questionable. Whether he plays or not, I would not start him. Steer clear of him. Tyler Lockett is the way to go. 
And the only wide receiver I think worthy of playing, I don't think he will match up against Richard Sherman that often, which means it's going to be David Moore, which is why I would not play David Moore in this one. And I can't, me personally, I cannot trust Nick Vanette or Ed Dixon. For the 49ers, um, man, this is going to be hard. Matt Breida, questionable. I don't think that he is going to play in this one. Uh, he's still been limited in practice. If he goes, I would not trust him. If he doesn't go, I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is a great flex play this week. We saw what he did last week. He was awesome. Love the kid out of UNT again. I didn't know anything about him up until a couple weeks ago, uh, but he's been awesome since getting his shot here. I think he's worthy of playing if Breda goes down. George Kittle... Uh, I think you've got to play him this week, uh, but I'm a little worried about the matchup. Uh, Seattle has been awesome against the tight ends all year long, uh, so I do not expect a huge breakout game from George Kittle. I would love if he did it uh, just because I've caught him in so many of my leagues, but I'm not expecting him to have a huge game here. Uh, my pick for the huge game is going to be Dante Pettis. Now, likely it's probably owned in a lot of leagues now at this point because of what he's been doing the past couple weeks. He scored three weeks straight. Um, I don't think think that he uh, I mean he is questionable so we got to worry about that it was added late uh, to the injury report with the foot injury uh, but likely is going to have the better matchups all day long here I love Pettis in this one Goodwin questionable I don't think that you can play him with any kind of certainty I just I would not feel comfortable playing Good one at all. Uh, same with Kendrick Bourne to be alive or James Ritchie. So for me, it's all Dante Pettis all day long. I think he's going to have a huge game. Uh, did torch him last time they played. Obviously, don't expect him to go over 100 yards and multiple touchdowns, but I do think he gets you 60-70 with the touchdown. And then let's all just hope that, that Georgie Kittle can do it for us because uh, I, I really just do not love the matchup here. But he is by far one of the most talented tight ends in the league, so he could pull it off. Uh, I do have the Seahawks winning this game. Next up, the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, New, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh being given the 59% chance to win this game. Okay, okay. Must be because it's a home game. New England, though, being given the 2.5 points. For New England, Tom Brady, good to go. Sony Michelle, good to go. James White, good to go. Rob Gronkowski, good to go. Sorry, guys, getting a little into that. Uh, I do think that... Um, it's going to be interesting between Sony Michelle and James White in this one. I could see Sony Michelle going off and James White doing absolute crap, and then I could see it vice versa. I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game, which I think leans in the favor of James White. So if you have both of them, personally, I would lean Sony Michelle. I just think he's the better player, can do it all. Um, if you've got one or the other, uh, I think you can play both of them. I do think that both of them have pretty safe floors and uh, pretty high upsides in this matchup. For the wide receivers, uh, I think Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon uh, could have huge games here. So Josh Gordon, 700 yards on the year. I think he's quietly kind of really working his way up the up the the pole here at wide receiver. A lot of people not really paying close attention to him. Of course, only the three touchdowns, which obviously sucks. You would love to get more touchdown production out of him. But as we've seen here as of late, Tom Brady is really going toward Josh Gordon. I think that's going to continue. I actually could see a very big day for Josh Gordon in this one. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, obviously at home, high-scoring game more than likely, although he is a drama queen, a little bit of a baby back bitch. Uh, he is 
is worthy of starting because he's likely going to put up points for you. Juju, Antonio, obviously both stardom. My fear with Juju is that this is going to be an Antonio Brown game. We saw Juju go off last week. Ben was targeting him early and often and often and often. Just going to Juju nonstop because he was getting open and beating his man. Usually when that happens, we see Big Ben's baby back bitch teammate and best friend Antonio Brown go whine and cry because he's not getting the ball enough. And then so uh, Big Ben goes and targets him way more than he needs to and uh, usually that ends up screwing Juju. Sorry guys if you heard that noise right then just a minute ago my computer's fucking up on me so I'm trying to hurry up and wrap this up so I can hopefully get this all recorded for you guys uh, before my computer continues to mess up on me unfortunately. Uh, so I could, uh, Juju does worry me a little bit in this game as I do think it's going to be heavy A-B Watch for James Conner. They did say that he got in a limited practice today, so that means there is a chance that he starts. I personally don't see it. I don't see how you can come back from a high ankle sprain that quickly. So even if he starts, I would not expect much out of him for the running back at Jalen Samuels for me all day, every day, especially if you play in Yahoo, which for God knows what reason they still have him listed as a tight end. You're getting lucky being able to play and running back in the tight end position. Uh, But I have New England winning this game and then the Sunday night game which does not look nearly as good as it did about say 24 hours ago between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles being given the 82% chance to win the game and they are 13 point favorites. Philly has lost Carson Wentz likely for the year. He has a fractured vertebrae in his back. Uh, They are saying that really the only thing he needs is rest. I would imagine, especially if they lose this game, they're going to be out of the playoffs completely. Carson Wentz ain't coming back. It's going to be the Nick Foles show uh, the rest of the year, which some people might be saying, hey, Nick Foles took him to the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl last year. Hey, that's great. Yeah, Nick Foles really kind of sucked up until like the second round of the playoffs. So let's not jump too high up and not get too excited about that Nick Foles train just yet. For the Eagles, Josh Adams, I do think, could have a good game here. We saw the Bears run all over the Rams last week. I think that they're going to have to lean more on the run now with Nick Foles being out there. So I like Josh Adams, um, and I like Darren Sproles a little bit in this one as well, being the receiving back, especially with Corey Clement now on the injured reserve. Uh, just I'm not, I'm not feeling it with Wendell Smallwood. I don't think he can do much here. Uh, but I like Josh Adams as an RB2 and Darren Sproles as a flex option. For the wide receivers, um, obviously, I like Alshon a little bit in this one, though he is going to be going up against Marcus Peters, um, obviously, and and uh, Akeem Tlaib. I was about to say Sam Tlaib for some reason, but not not going up against Sam Shields. Uh, he will be going up against Akeem Tlaib and Marcus Peters, which is not a great matchup, uh, but I do think he's by far the best wide receiver that they have, you know, at least at the moment. Uh, so I think he's going to get used early and often in this one. Don't like Golden Tate at all or Nelson Aguilar. Well, see, I want to say no to Nelson Aguilar here, guys, but here's the problem. 
he actually kind of did pretty good with Nick Foles. That's why a lot of people were so excited about Nelson Aguilar in the offseason, including myself, because of what we saw out of him with Nick Foles and thought that would translate to Carson Wentz. Uh, but I just can't trust it in this game. Um, maybe if we see it this week, I would be fine to jump on the Nelson Aguilar train, uh, but I'm just not going to trust it in this one. And then at tight end, obviously you're starting Zach Ertz. This dude is just a baller. Got a hot wife, too. I love Julie. Such a great women's soccer player. I don't know if you guys watch women's soccer. Um, the women's national team has been killing it, obviously, for like the past decade. That lady is beautiful. Good for him. Good for both of them, uh, obviously. Zach Ertz, easy start. He should ball out in this one. For the Rams, you're starting him. Just why even ask? Jared Goff, he's in. Todd Gurley, he's in. Robert Woods, he's in. Brandon Cooks, he's in. Now, you're not starting the tight ends. Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby, is, uh, chances aren't either one of them is going to do, uh, well, yeah, anything at all. Uh, however, the one player I am interested in starting, Josh Reynolds. I like Josh Reynolds this week. I do think that he has a flex upside here. Um, should be able to put up some pretty good, decent points here against a weak and decimated Philadelphia Eagles secondary, and I'm taking the Rams to win the game. So, that is going to do it for me, guys, today on the Fantasy Roundtable podcast. Uh, good luck to all of you guys in Week 15. I know I've got two tough matchups ahead of me in my main leagues here. Uh, I'm sure many of you have much of the same, just... Good luck. I hope you guys are able to pull off the big wins this week uh, and get yourselves into the Super Bowl, the Fantasy Championships next week. I cannot wait for it to get here. I'm hoping I'm able to pull off both of them. And I hope you guys are able to pull off all of the playoffs, that pull off wins in all of the playoffs that you guys are in. I will talk to you guys again on Monday. Uh, just enjoy the football games this weekend. At least I know I will Saturday again. I'll be at the Browns game. Cannot wait. It's been a long time since I've seen the Browns in person. And wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's go, Baker. Chubbadel Dub! Miles! Let's go, Brownies! Let's go! We gotta get this dub on Sunday. I cannot wait. I'm sorry, Sunday. So excited. I don't remember what day I'm going anymore. On Saturday, I cannot wait for this game. Get to see Baker, Chubb, Garrett in person. And hopefully they bring the Browns a huge win and keep playoff hopes alive. So again, guys, enjoy games this weekend. Good luck to everybody, and we'll talk again on Monday. Peace! Let's go, Brownies! Yeah.
I can't. Who can make a play? I can't.